Good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday night. Wow, we had tremendous services this morning. The places were packed and a great attendance with the lockdown thing even. A lot of new people and a powerful word. Oh, my word. Right now we have the service on the live stream and a six o'clock in France Hook. We're Pastor Lanzellas preaching right now. And uh, what a phenomenal day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us and that we can visit in your home on this awesome Sunday night. Also, we want to say to Faith Fellowship Church there in Grenada, Mississippi, happy 37th anniversary. And God bless you. they phenomenal, phenomenal people. And everywhere, Brother Julian has got his 60th birthday. 60 years young, not old. <laughs> and uh, what an opportunity that we can share the word. Now, we know there's a difference between preaching and teaching. Preaching is to proclaim. Teaching is to explain. So we need to explain the word. Because, and proclaim it at the same time, because we speak on ownership. Say ownership. Ownership. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, declares a powerful word. He says, do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you? See, where does the Spirit of God live? In you. It says, whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. <laughs> oh, my word. That comes quite because our human nature is, I want to be my own. I can do it my way, and I'll do it as I think, and I'll tell you. And uh, in the meantime, Scripture tells me, how God wants us to understand you and I are not our own. He says in the 20th verse, you were bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, oh my word, and paid for, made capital letter his own. Listen, he says, so then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. That is a powerful thing. I explained this morning in the service about you are a spirit man. You live in this earth suit, what we call a body, and you possess a mind, the soul dimension, the place where the intellect, the world, the decision making is happening. Now, because we are operating in one of two worlds, there is the cosmos system this natural world that we operate in. And in that natural world, there are enemies that the enemy use against us. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And then in John chapter 7, Jesus made a powerful altar call. If anybody is thirsty, come let him drink. Because if you can believe as the scripture says, rivers, Say, I'm a carrier of the fullness. I'm a carrier of the river. 
I'm a carrier of light and salt. That's what I am. Will flow out of your belly. Wow. That is so powerful. Now, Jesus made a statement in John. And he says, John chapter 8, he says, spoke to the Jews that accepted him. He said, if you listen to my word, you will truly be my disciples. When will I be a truly disciple? When I listen to the word and do the word, then I will be truly a disciple. Jesus said it. Now the psalmist comes with a powerful word in the scripture. I'm reading out of the Amplified because I want to help you about the battle that you face and situations. And I've been to conferences and you can imagine after 51 years, how many conferences, how many messages I've heard, how many preachers I've heard, how many messages I've preached myself. But I've learned you still got many times the battle and it's every day a choice. Now he says this in Psalm 119 verse 112. I have inclined my heart to perform your statues. Now, there's a thing you can, you've got decliner seats that you can, even in your car, the fancy cars, you press a button and the seat decline, go backwards. And uh, how many people's lives are declining. But God wants you to incline your ear tonight. And that's what the psalmist said. He said, to perform your statutes, to make your promises, your word, my own, that I can be truly a disciple. He says, perform your statutes forever, even to the end. But then he said something so powerful in verse 13. He said, I hate the thoughts of undecided in religion, brackets amplified, double-minded people, but your law do I love. Oh, that is such a powerful statement that this man is making while he was doing the psalm because he understood battles. He understood how the man, a mankind's mind are working and the enemy attacks you in the area of your mind. Your spirit is born again. Spirit is phenomenal. But your spirit stands and makes contact with the spirit world. And between the spirit world and the natural world, there is a mind. Oh, my word, your spirit makes contact with God's world or the devil's world, spiritual world. And your body may contact with the natural world. That's why one of the most important things in this time frame in October heading to the end of the year, it's going to end powerful. Hear the word. I don't care what you see. You're going to see how powerful it's going to be. How American elections is going to be powerful. God is going to do something that's going to shake nations. And even in this nation of South Africa, with all this nonsense going on, nonsense, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You're going to see what God's going to do because of you. If you can incline your heart, come back in position 
what God's original intent is. Because in the natural world, the two systems, the cosmos system is where the natural man operates in and he cannot discern the spiritual things. That's why you're more spirit than what you are natural when you're born again. Oh, <laughs> my word. And God wants us, listen, people, to be single-minded so we can be spirit-led. This is a time not to be led by emotions, be led by money, to be led by friends, to be led by somebody's opinion and propaganda, and there you need to be led by the Holy Spirit of God, the gift inside of you. Don't you know, Paul says to the church in Corinth, your body is now the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, Jesus explained, what's the function of the Holy Spirit? He will lead you and guide you in all truth. Oh, my word, not in error, not partial truth, not maybe truth, not I think so, not I feel so. Whenever God tells you this morning in a service, in one of the eight o'clock service where I preach, the Holy Spirit told me to prophesy to a person there. And as I walked away, I heard the Lord telling me to do something in that person's life. When I found out all the detail afterwards and the testimony she wrote me, I said, God, it was you. Not hours later, a major message came through from some place of what God has instructed them to do. <laughs> Somebody shout, say, when I'm led by the Spirit, I qualified for miracles like you've never seen before. Now I want to help you tonight because we cannot live haphazard lives. You are ambassadors of heaven. The apostle one time said, we are in this world, but not from this world. Oh my word. That's why you called Christ ambassador, a representative of the kingdom of God. God speaks in kingdom language because he's a king of a kingdom. He speaks in kingdom language. And whenever our life goes out of order, we have tampered that our lives go into disorder. We have tampered with the order of God. And that's a daily choice to come back in order, come back in alignment, stay in alignment, do the things, incline your ear, incline your heart. Out of your heart flows the issues of life. Protect your heart. And that's when the apostle came and he said something in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 17. He says, so be careful, New Living Translation, how you live. <laughs> Did you just hear that? Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. In other words, plain British English, don't be stupid. He says, but like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. <laughs> Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. This is so phenomenal. And I did a whole message about that scripture 
when we spoke about the watch and have a clockwise life, not an anti-clock life. Now, the phenomenal thing is when we understand and when we hear and when Jesus said, you are truly my disciples, then he add on, the truth will set you free. It's knowing the truth, doing the truth, not only knowing, but knowing and doing the truth that will bring freedom, that will bring liberty, that will bring deliverance from every part of your life. Now, we talk about, and that's what God sees you, put you on the face of the earth in rulership position. Somebody say ruler. He put you in authority over the devil. <laughs> Whoa! Somebody sent me a note and said, don't talk about the devil like that. Don't you know how powerful the devil is? God is almighty, the devil is mighty, and we nothing. I said, you can be nothing. God is almighty. We are powerful through God, and the devil is nothing unless I allow him to be something. <laughs> now, now <laughs> you don't need to fear the devil. You have authority. He fears you more than what you fear him. Now, that's why God placed you, Genesis 1, from the beginning. And then in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he confirmed it. I give you the power, the authority over all the power of the enemy, that nothing will ever harm you or hurt you. Genesis 1, God created Ammon, Eve, and he said, gave them dominion, jurisdiction on the face of the earth to in rulership. That's why Revelation 1 says you are a king. <laughs> say a king what does a king do he rules we cannot people let the demonic forces or whatever evil there is be rulers you are called to rule in every situation now then he made you a priest a royal priesthood says Peter you are royalty part of the kingship a priest means I have access into the throne room of God with boldness. That's why prayer is so important. That's why my declaration of the word is so important. I have access. God can only respond to his word. He doesn't respond to Satan's word. He told Satan, it is written, it is written, it is written. Satan can only respond because he stripped from the word that comes out of a king's mouth, and that's you and me, everybody in Christ Jesus that understand, that know and understand. Ephesians chapter 119, the immeasurable, you cannot measure it, the unlimited, <laughs> there's no end to it. The surpassing power of his greatness is in us and for us who believe. Now that's a powerful statement that we make because we need to understand with all these information, I must manage my mind. I was explaining this morning, and there was nations there from, people sat there, they reached from Angola, from the UK, from America, from China, and from Gauteng, <laughs> and from the country of Cape Town. <laughs> Listen. Nations will come to you. Now, now, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, oh, and we had somebody from uh, the Congo. Now, here is the thing. I need to manage my mind where all the thoughts are processing, 
What I think today, that's what I'm going to become tomorrow. That's why Paul understood that and Jesus said, be cautious what you hear. Because what you hear can be a trap to get you in disorder out of the order of God. And I need to know God doesn't make any mistakes. Not one. Zolz. Aiko. <laughs> not. <laughs> no mistakes. And his spirit is to take you in all truth. The immeasurable, the unlimited, surpassing power of his greatness after he said, I've called you, I've chosen you, I've handpicked you. Oh my word, what a phenomenal word. And then he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightening. So when my spirit man is perfect, and I need to feed my spirit all the time. The problem is not in my spirit. So it's not with God. The problem is with me in my mind. All the information you hear, if that doesn't make you bring you to the place of choice to incline your heart, change. It's a heart issue, not a mind issue. That's why my mind must be in line with my heart and my heart will be in line with God's kingdom and the word, the way, the method, the tools God gave me to bring my mind in line with God is his word. Now, why must I manage this coconut, <laughs> this mind? Because, and I shared something about that weeks ago, my thoughts control my life. Oh, my word. Say it with me. My thoughts control my life. As a man thinketh, so is he. That's a powerful thing. That's why the Bible says, protect your heart more than anything. Because out of your, it's not this thing that pumps blood. Your spirit man. Out of your heart flows the issues of life. Now, why must I? Because in Proverbs 4.23, in the TEV translation says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Wow. Ownership. Listen. Character. Be aware of drifting. The enemy's strategy is... He wants you to drift away from the original plan of God for your personal, and it's universal what God has for us. A new creature gave you the greatest ministry of reconciliation, made you ambassador, and God gave us seven things. Seven. If I honor and I love these seven things that I shared to you this morning, my word, I'm called to be a worshiper. God said, I want you to love me. Your life must I must be the focus, the central focal point of your life. Not a friend, not halfway, not money, not a person, not a situation, not an issue, not the calamities. I want you to make me the focal point of your life. That's why I'm a worshiper. I was created by God for God. And that's why I need to live wisely that I can know what God wants me. To do. Second thing we said was, God formed me for a family. 
He wants you to love his church, love his people, love the family of God. You're part of the family. You must be planted so that you can flourish in the house. That's what God wants. It's not me. Jesus himself went to church. (laughs) You find him in the temple, open the Torah, open the scripture and say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me at the age of 12. Where did you find him? In the merry-go-round? In the bioscope? (laughs) Playing in the mud? No! You'll find him in the temple. His parents were traveling days away. Then they discovered Jesus is not here. And they went back and they found him in the temple. And he said, don't you know, I am busy with the works of my father. My word. That will preach right to the church in Ephesus, the local, right to the church in Philadelphia, right to the church of Laodicea, human rights, (laughs) right to these churches. So God wants you to be part of that family. Now, that's why I need to protect my mind. If the devil cannot get you out of church, he will try to mess you up in the church. That's why you need to be cautious what you hear and make sure it's the word. Why must I manage my mind? Few questions, three of them. Because my mind is the battleground for depression, for negativity, for disobedience, for rebellion, for stubbornness, for doing it my way, for following my own desires, my mind. In Romans chapter 7, verse 22 to 23, Living Bible, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, Paul speaking. But there's something else deep within me that is at war with my mind. And it wins the fight, oh my word, and makes me a slave to the sin within me. In my mind, I want to be God's servant. But instead, I found myself still enslaved to sin. The word sin means to miss the mark, to miss what God wants me to do. Romans chapter 7, 22 and 23. Because, listen, my mind is the key to peace. That surpass all understanding. Oh, my word, they stole the fence, and, and we need to do it in three phases, and it cost about, uh, the first phase is going to be about 10,000 U.S., what's it, 150, 60,000 in our currency to do the concrete palisades, and, and uh, oh, my, we didn't know how and what. Because they try to, they measure up property. God gave me a word they will not touch that property and take it away. And yesterday I passed and I did a wedding and I saw all these new shanty houses went up, thousands of them, as far as the eye can see. Plus minus 18,000 people move in there. And I was shocked. But I came so troubled in my spirit while me and Lancel was leaving the property and I saw all this. And I heard Pastor Bengu's prophecy out of the 70s in that same property. There will come a white man that was not born in this country. He will have, and there will be thousands. At that time, there was only (laughs) poor Jackson trees. There was nothing. The, The CPA camp was there. 
We had none of that what we see today. Thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people. And he said, this man will have the solution for the people. Now, if you know, we've been burglared 300. What did we figure out now? Is it 30, 25, 26 times? We've been burglared this past week's. Just with the fence, I think, 13, 15 times. And there were times that I was so aggravated. It was the enemy. I shared this morning when they hit me with an axe on the property. They shot my sister at the gate. He said, we tame that land. Let me tell you, we tame it. <laughs> because it was petrol bombs and guys and pangas and burglaries and barbed wire and, oh my word, burning tires and whatever it may be. We tame that area. And today it's a whole city, town, develop on that property because of a word from God. I had to manage my mind. And as we were driving on the old Paul Road and Lancel shared with me some information, my heart became burdened and tears came out of my eyes. And I said, God, this is not a battlefield, this is a mission field. I can look at the glass with half full of water and I can see this glass is half empty. Or I can look at the same glass and say it's half full. I choose to see it half full than empty. That's why I need to manage this. Because in your mind is the place where every decision is made. And that's where the battles are going on. In Romans chapter 8 verse 6, New Living Translation if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. The Zoe of God, life as God has it right now. Now there, there are three daily habits that I need to do and practice to manage my mind, to manage my life. Because we say, God, do it. God said, I've given you the word. I've given you my power. I've given you the Holy Spirit. I've given you my word. You need to do it. And there are three habits that I need to develop. Is three daily choices I must make every day, seven days a week. Number one, I must feed my mind with truth, not the lie. I must put truth in here. <laughs> Matthew 4 verse 4, New Living Translation. People need more than bread for their life, Jesus speaking. They must feed on every word of God. That's why we have the declaration. That's why I do the keys of faith. That's why Pastor Emily does the prayer on Monday nights. That's where the, the Jesus disciple 12 lifestyle is there to equip the people in the school of ministry, the school of leaders on Monday night. Come on, somebody. That's why we do the leadership on Wednesday mornings. And this Wednesday, it's going to be powerful. There's a prophet going to be there. Oh, my word. And he's powerful. We've early redeemed the time. Wash your washing Tuesday or Thursday. Cook the meal already. for, But be there on Wednesday morning at 9 at our hotel in, in uh, Greifontein. Listen, that's why we do the youth, that's Friday nights. Sunday we run all these services. 
there's a prayer walk and then there's an 8 o'clock service and then there's a 9.30 service and then there's all the 10 o'clock services, the 12.30 service, the 4 o'clock service in Wellington, the 6 o'clock service that is there in Franschhoek. Because we understand the principle, I need to feed my mind daily with the word. <laughs> when should I feed my mind with God's truth? Read my lips all the time. Say all the time. Even if the enemy, if there's nothing, no figs on the tree, no money in your bank, no food in your pantry, no petrol in your tank. When everything is bad, feed your mind. Somebody say, feed your mind. I must feed my mind all the time. That's why I do the keys of faith. Because Psalm 119 verse 147, he says, I rise early. That's why we have devotions in the morning to cry out for help and to put my hope in your words. Listen, where is your hope? In his word. <laughs> Psalm 197. Lord, how I love your word. I think about it all day long. Feed on the word. <laughs> Psalm 16, verse 7, CEV translation. Even in the darkest of night, your teachings fill my mind. Oh, my word. Psalm 119, verse 95, New Living Translation. Even when wicked people hide to ambush and kill me, I quietly keep my mind on your decrees. Wow. <laughs> oh, my word. Remember when the prophetic word came out last Sunday night? There were results just after that service and God did something for a family. God wants to do it all the time for you. Number two, listen, I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. Because number one was, <laughs> because my thoughts control my mind, I must, listen, feed my mind with truth. Number one, and the three daily choices. I must free my mind with truth. Number two, I must free my mind from destructive thoughts because <laughs> the enemies battle against the truth and against my best intentions. That's where the enemies battle is, against the truth that you feed your mind and protect your heart and your best intentions. Now the enemy, oh my word, <laughs> the first enemy of my mind is my old nature. Peter said, I'll go fishing. He went back to his old nature. Your old nature, if you don't deal daily with it, you need to bury it. You as the old man is dead. It's the new one I'm speaking to, the new creature in Christ. Romans 7, Paul says 23, I see in my body a principle at war with the law of my mind taking me captive to the law of sin that dwells inside our old nature, wants to get angry, wants to take revenge, wants to sin, wants to curse and swear and man and make, say, I'm not going to serve. That's the old nature. 
And I must warn because Satan walk works with the speed of a thought. Now listen. <laughs> Romans 8, 5, New Living Translation. Those who are dominated by their, by their old sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Things what God wants. Live God's dream. Do God's dream. Operate in God's dream. Operate in God's made up mind. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts I have about you. God doesn't chop and change. He thinks all the time about you. Thoughts of hope to give you a future and a hope. And that scripture says no evil thoughts. So God is not angry with you. He loves you. He cares for you. Oh my word. <laughs> That's why the first enemy of my mind is my old nature. The second enemy of my mind is Satan. Paul says, I forgiven that man so that Satan won't outsmart us. For we are very familiar with his evil schemes. 2 Corinthians 2.11 One scripture says, We're not ignorant with the devices of the enemy. We have the anointing, the presence we let by the Spirit, and we know his devices. Oh my word. So I need to war against my old nature by applying the word of God all the time so that I can know Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, the good, the acceptable and perfect will of God, then Satan, and the third, now you have victory over the devil. Say, I have victory. You have victory. You have the name of Jesus. You have the blood of Jesus. You have the word of God. That's the sword of the spirit. You have the shield of faith. You have prayer. You've got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt with truth. Come on, the shoes for a preparation of the gospel. You have all the weapons available to conquer every device, every plan, every plot of the enemy. That's why the psalmist said, I cannot stand a double-hearted man or double-minded person. Make up a firm foundation about God's word in your life. And then the third enemy of my mind is the word's values. The word try to suck you in. Propaganda, coronavirus, SARS. Oh, my word, AIDS is no longer the subject of discussion. It's no covered, 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 covered all the time. We have phenomenal people in our church. They had COVID, but they were miracles. They are miracles walking around right now because God healed them, touched them. Phenomenal things that happened. Now, here is the scripture. 1 John 2, 16. King James says, All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. Now, how do I fight against these things? Thank you for asking. I'm going to give you and we're going to land in the next six minutes. How do I fight this? The old nature, Satan himself, the world's values. And that battle is, we said, in our mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. Though we live in the world or in this flesh, we do not war as the world does. The world used toy toy. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> That's what they do. You know, 
The world burn tires and turn trash cans upside down and demolish buildings and turn cars and burn them and put people, necklace them with tires and pour gas on them and all this kind of junk. That's the world. That's how they war. They try to take it by force. And it's actually a rape, spiritual rape situation that happens. But Paul says, we don't war like the world. He says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Our weapons have divine power, godly power, to demolish strongholds. Oh, that devil is over the city. No, where you are, you are the, the force that dominates every demonic power. Resist the devil and he will flee. We demolish any arguments, the battle in the mind, and every pretension that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So what is a stronghold? Anything that fights the true knowledge of God in his word. God says you are victorious. <laughs> a stronghold says, no, you're defeated. You're not going to make it. You have lost ability, potential, capacity, and uh, so many people try this and it never worked. No, God said, you're going to make it, hallelujah, on the face of the earth. Come on, somebody. He says, we demolish any arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the true knowledge of God. And we take captive. Who? God changed my mind. God said, I want to change, but I gave my word. You must change it. I changed the spirit man. <laughs> I gave you a new spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20. He says, you need to change your mind. He says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So what is a stronghold? Are you ready for this? A stronghold is any lie I believe. <laughs> How many lies you believe? Oh, tithing and giving doesn't work. I'm telling you, it works. We have given away so much. And I can tell you, God never failed us. The church open and you can see in the income, it's little portions. But God remained faithful. And the message of the hour is get involved in God's business that God can get and do business with you. <laughs> My word, a lie, a stronghold is a lie that I believe. Say, Iconamina. I'm not going to listen to lies of the devil. I take the word as the truth. For God so loved the world that he's going to save the world. My family, my children, my grandchildren, everybody will serve. My neighbors, this nation, the president, whoever is going to be, is going to serve God. This is a godly nation. And we will not let it go down the tube. Hear the word of the Lord. South Africa is going to bloom and come out of this ashes. It may look like a dead army, but Ezekiel prophesied. Somebody on the other side of this camera start prophesying, say, come alive, dead bones right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> now listen, Psalm 119 verse 112, I have made up my mind, scripture I was just reading, to obey your laws forever, no matter what. I'm going to do it. 
I need to pull down. I'm not going to listen to the lie of the devil. So you're going to die. You're defeated. You're not going to make it. You're going under. You're going down the tube. Oh, my word. And you're sick and you're going to die. And you're never going to survive or come out of this. No, you're going to come out stronger than ever before. Because God is on your side. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's the word of God. The third thing, why must I manage my mind? I must focus my mind on the right things. Somebody say the right things. Think about Jesus. Think about the finished work of Calvary. Think about what he did for you. For God so loved the world, he gave his life for you as an individual. Even if you were the last person on the, Jesus will still pay the price. He loves you so much. Think about Jesus. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 2 verse 8. Focus on him. Think about him. Think what he have done. Now you were crucified with him, buried with him, resurrected with him, you ascend with him. You are seated. Paul says we are seated in heavenly places. You are a person of authority. Not defeated, not a slave, not an orphan. Not a prodigal, not the lost brother, the older brother in the house. You have a father that cares about you. Oh, my word. Think about Jesus' example in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. He held on while wicked people were doing evil things to him. So do not get tired and stop trying. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> the next thing is, why must I focus my mind on the right things? Think about others. When I think about Jesus, I will automatically, because the heartbeat, do you know everything that the world is going through and you're going through? It's against the devil doesn't want to see the one billion harvest souls coming into the kingdom. The devil try, and now he comes with my word, with uh, disrupt your life, distractions, with Wandering off and uh, with all this nonsense, with COVID and financial dilemmas. No, you are connected to another kingdom. You're connected to the everlasting. All the gold, all the silver, all the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. You're connected to God. Hallelujah. That's why you cannot settle and just think about yourself. I will survive. Hey, hey. No, God doesn't want you to survive. I was in survival mode. And then I just exist. And then I became successful. But I was miserable all the time. Until God taught me a lesson. You must become significant, effective. Don't live your life carelessly like fools. Live it with worthiness so that you may know what the Lord wants you to do. God wants you to be a world impactor. You say, Gustav, I, I didn't say feel like it. I say believe it. Well, Gustav, it doesn't look, I, I didn't say let it look like. God wants you to look with the eye of faith, to look from God's perspective, seated in a heavenly place. Come on, somebody. Think about others as well. God's got them on the, his agenda. And God bless you that the channel of blessings can flow through you to touch somebody else's life. God give you money. Why? To hold it up? No. To put it under the mattress? No. 
<laughs> to hide it somewhere? No. The fish mouth is going to eat it. That you can become a channel. Second Corinthians chapter 9. So that blessings can flow to someone through you. Then the Bible says amplified. God will bless you with blessings. Come on. And with much more. Oh my word. Philippians 2 verse 4. The living Bible. Don't just think about your own affairs. But be interested in others too. And in what they are doing. The book of Haggai, God said, you have sowed and there's no harvest. Oh my word. And he said, you put your money in your pocket and it's like this holes in. The heaven become like brass and copper and iron and the field doesn't, nothing works. He said, because for one reason, you run for your own house while the house of God are in ruins. Come up here to saith the Lord. And start building my house. If you build God's house, God will build your house. If you care about God's business, God will take care of your business. You see, this is principles that people don't understand. No, I'm free. God doesn't want that. No, no, God doesn't. He doesn't need it. But the word asks you to do it so that every time when you operate in the word, you say, I have conquered worldly things. I have conquered God is not against you having 20 cars, 50 houses, 70 million farms, billions. He's against that things will have you. He wants you to be free. Hebrews chapter 10, 24. Turn to somebody say, did you just heard he said Hebrews? Wife, turn to your husband. Say, did you just say, for the past 30 years, I'm getting up every morning, 6 o'clock to make you coffee. Now the Bible says Hebrews. It doesn't say Shebrews. Say, like you're going to make your own coffee tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh my word. No, that's not what the Bible says. Listen, Hebrews 10, 24. Let us think about each other and help each other to show love and do good deeds. Show love. How will the world know that I am a true believer, a true disciple? Jesus said, by this shall all men know, <laughs> you don't need to, they will know it, that you are my disciples by your love. And the third thing, think about eternity. Colossians 3, 2. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not only think about things down here on the earth. I want to make more money. I want to be more famous. I want to blah, 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 blah. All these, it's just ba 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 ba. <laughs> it's nonsense. Think about the things above. I have the mind of Christ. I need to operate as God. I need to, he said, the works I have done, you will do them also. You will do greater works. Listen, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. No eyes has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. If you love somebody, where are they? Continually in your mind. You think about them. Come on. If you have a hobby that you, it's amazing how generous we can be with hobbies and how stingy we can be with other things. Why? Because you love that things. Us people in sport and in motor racing and motorcycle, they will pull out their front teeth. They will look like a, a, 
a Durban shark, no, a Cape Town shark. You know, most people in Cape Town doesn't have teeth. They look like toothless Joe or, or organ without notes. You will give everything to accommodate the thing you love. Now the Bible says, that's why I need to do these three things. That if I do it, I must, listen family, feed my mind with truth, number one. Number two, I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. Number three, I must focus my minds on the right things. And that's why Paul says, New Living Translation, no eye has seen. What you have experienced until now, what you had before is not a drop in the bucket. What God's gonna, you are a billionaire in the making. You are a world shaker. You are a history maker. You're gonna change the world, the history of nations. Come on, somebody. Get excited. Because the truth that you apply will make you free. Not wondering, not saying, oh my word, I wonder, can God not get somebody else? I was there. I told the church this morning, if I was God years ago, I wouldn't call Gustav because I know every flaw, every mistake. God knows me better than that. But God still chooses us. Come on, somebody. fact that he chose you, he has appointment. You have appointment to know your identity, to understand your purpose, and to use your time wisely. And it's now. We have wasted enough time by wandering, by COVID-19, by fear, by low esteem, by declining what we, we need to incline, come in position, because you cannot imagine. He says, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. My love towards God, it's lovers who worship him. It's lovers who serve him. It's lovers who are givers, lovers of God, not religious people, lovers of God. And that's why ownership, God owes you. He wants you to live up to that standard and every day believe it and do it and function in it as a victorious, as more than a conqueror and a champion of God. Tonight, and in every service we make an altar call, if you don't know Jesus and your life is haphazard and maybe you served him once upon a time, you were committed and faithful. The eyes of the Lord are going to and throw on the face of the earth to support, to sustain those whose hearts are undivided to him. Undivided, not 50% and God. No, God said, I want to be the central focus of your life. I want you to love me. And now that scripture says, if you love God, you have not seen yet. I've seen how people's situation turn in 12 hours completely around. From poverty, losing their homes, their vehicles, have no food. And they become multimillionaires in a split of 12 hours by applying the word. When anything fails you, hold on to the word. The word, why? The word says, God is awakened over his word. So if you don't know Jesus, maybe you served him and you realize tonight this word is for you. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. I confess I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus. 
Lord, forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Cleanse me. I'm going to serve you all of my life with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. Everything is going to be for you, God. I put myself on the altar. I give myself away that you can use me tonight in Jesus' name. If you discover tonight your mind is running, pull that mind, bring it into obedience, and pull every stronghold down. Say, I am what the Word says I am. The Word says I am a child of God. I am an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. The Word says that God loves me. Oh, my Word. The Word says my Word. I am seated in heavenly places. I am what the Word says I am. I'm not somebody's opinion. I'm not the mistakes I have made. I am what the Word says I am. Come on, people. I'm I'm not depressed. I'm not defeated. I'm victorious. I'm overcomer. I am a ch- oh, yes. I am a champion of the oh the presence of God. Somebody is setting free right now. I felt it while I was sharing it. Somebody's mind. Oh my word. There's a miracle in motion for your life right now because the enemy keep there's somebody you watch now and you are suicidal. You plan it my word now for days and say I'm going to make an end to my life right now I rebuke it I pull down that stronghold by the truth by implanting and giving you the truth your spirit of society you will not have authority over this person I come against that I am not depressed I am full of the joy of the Lord is my strength right now I can do what the word says I can do heal the sick cast out devils raise the dead Take up poisonous things, nothing will happen. The works Jesus has done, I will do it all. Come on, somebody, and I will do greater works. Jesus said, you can do it every place you trample on. He'll give it into your hands. My word, I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. What is that? To exercise my authority, to be a ruler as a king, a priest, a prophet. A king rules. He speaks and it happens. A priest have access. I can boldly before the throne of God. And I say, God, this is the sin. Thank you, Jesus, for supplying my needs. Thank you for the health. By his stripes I've been made whole. Come on, somebody. Lord, I'm going to take the city for God in the mighty name of Jesus. Not excuses, not I cannot, not I'm worthy, not I'm qualified. You are qualified because the great I am is in you. And I can have what the word says I can have. He will pour me out a blessing because I'm faithful in my giving. I don't look to those clouds and look to the rain before I sow. I sow even where I am. I sow where I want to go in life. Come on, somebody. I've given away two cars and not junk cars in two weekends. And I thought that was the devil. Shared this morning, by the grace of God, we have given away 34 cars and buckies to people. We have given Africa, we support, we've, we support missionaries in the UK and in Africa. Oh my word, and in Europe, out of this country of South Africa, and not small money. Because God instructs us to do these things. Keep students on university. 
<laughs> get people to have houses and do strange things. Because I can have what the word says I can have. All my needs are met. I'm out of debt. There's plenty more to put in store. I will never have another broke day in my life. Come on, people declare at you by word. <laughs> We're on television. We do. That is not free. It costs money, honey. And God helps us by His grace and mercy to do these things, to impact, to change a community and nations of the world. You can have what the Word says you can have. Because you have the mind of Christ. What an honor to serve you tonight. We love you. And what an opportunity. And from our home here in Belleville, Tigerberg Hills, to wherever you are in the world, we love you. Be the person God wants you to be. Manage your mind. And don't allow any negative thing to control and creep in. The enemy will try with thoughts, but replace the old thought with the thought of God and be everything. Incline your life so that you can do it and not be double-minded. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International from the Western Cape in South Africa. We love you and we bless you until tomorrow. Until next Sunday as well. You are the champion of God. God bless you.